Hello everybody, welcome back to the Philosophy Web. Thank you for joining us for our second episode. I am here today with Javon. What's going on everybody? Alright, so uh, he is here, you may remember him for, from our last uh, episode, our first episode, uh, where we were here with a couple other people. Um, so yeah, uh, thought it would be cool to bring Javon back so we, we mm -hmm. can discuss more stuff. Um, today... We're going to branch away from, like, value. Like, last week we talked a little bit about value, like the value in rights and stuff like that. Um, not necessarily moral value or anything, sort of. We touched up on that a mm. little bit. But uh, today we're going to be talking, we're going to go into the branch of philosophy called epistemology, which is based, it's just the philosophy of knowing things. I kind of thought it was epistemology. Epistem <laughs> epistemology epistemology yeah uh, yeah it's uh the stress is on the piss oh. epistemology uh, yeah so anyway uh once again i've compiled some questions um and because we're gonna be talking about the philosophy of knowing i thought it would be cool to just start off with listing some things that we know mm. like what are some things that we believe that we know uh i'm alive i'm living that's there. That's yeah. something. Uh, I see light. Uh, yes, this room is lit. Um, at least I I'm saying that because yeah. I believe <laughs> that it is. Can't see it. Yeah, yeah. You can't see. You don't know. Yeah. But I I like to think that I do because I can see other things, and I think mm. and light is um, what is granting me the. There's definitely living things. That. Living things we see. I see you. What about uh, touch? Um. Mm. Uh, do I know anything about touch? I'm touching my hands together so I can feel my hands. Mm. Um, can feel the desk. I can feel this microphone. Very basic. Uh, you probably heard that. <laughs> uh, but I don't know for sure, right? Yeah, I don't know. Definitely don't. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I would say I would say we do know that. I would say I would, it seems that we we know that that you heard that little poke that thing right there you just heard it again um i heard it through my headphones mm. so <laughs> i would imagine that you would be hearing it if you were listening to this the real question is how do we know these things mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah like i would like to believe that i can see the i can see the light that's what's making me know that it is on most of the time it's seeing it's seeing and hearing are the main ones Seeing and hearing, and then next would be touch. Yeah. Um, hearing would be definitely a big thing. Like, mm. listening to this podcast, you would know that I exist because you can hear me. You assume two people are talking through microphones and uploading it onto the internet. Yeah. Well, it was funny is, but beyond that, they don't they don't know anything else about what... Yeah. Like, it's not being recorded visually, so you don't know what else is happening in this room. Uh, <laughs> anything could be going on. Uh, I don't think too that you much can't on that. hear. <laughs> Let your imagination run wild. I mean, how, how much more do we need to know? We know that we know the basics. You know, we're taught a lot of the basics to know things. You know, education. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Like we know, we know math. Yeah. We know two plus two equals four. One plus one equals two. Yeah, we know what a triangle looks like. We know the dimensions of a triangle. I mean, it's more of like we or, know what we're taught. Uh, what about uh, being born? That's it's genetics, right? That we uh, it, it comes being natural. born. Um, 
kind of like how uh, speech, like if you're born in America, spe- English speaking people, you just like know. Yeah, like uh, knowing a language, um, stuff that you're brought up with as you're born, like you probably know different things than I do. Mm-hmm. And that might have more to do with experience. Yeah, it's more Ex- about experience. Experiences, what, what I go through, culture. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes... That kind of goes into the next question that I had. Because, um, like, you're saying that each person would have different experiences. And I also said that. I think we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, each person has different experiences depending on how their upbringing might be. Um, so really, I think a good question to ask is, is there anything that we would know right off the bat, like right when we were born? Is there anything that all humans probably share a collective knowledge of because we all seem to know it before we experience anything? Collectively between all? Well, I think the idea is, um, that if you were to know something um, and we're going to, I'm going to use a phil- philosophy term, uh, a priori is the method of knowing something that I'm talking about. To know something a priori means that you know it, um, does, you know it, um, independently of the outside world. Like you don't, it's something that your mind knows without any external input. Without being told? Yeah, without being told. Without being told, without seeing it, without... Give an example. Um, all right, so examples... One example could be... Um, sight? Sight, well, not necessarily... Maybe the ability to Do see. Do you need to be taught how to see? Uh, yeah, probably not. Uh, that could, that could, that be, could, that could be one. Um, the fact that you can sense, the fact that mm-hmm. you can smell, taste, hear. Obviously, all of the... All of the Thing, all of the knowledge that you gather from these senses are not going to be a priori. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, they're going to be uh, input. Yeah, they're going to be input from the outside world. So they're not going to be in your mind when you are born. They're go- yeah. You're gonna. These are things that you learn, like what it what it is to look at a wall. It's well, something as simple as that. Is it really? What was the word? A priori. Yeah, a priori. Is it really um, something? Is it something specific to you that only you know? Um, is that even possible? Because yeah, so well, yeah, exactly. So what I was getting at before was, um, I think that if if something were to be a priori within one human, at least, it should be a priori within all humans. It should be a, mm-hmm. it should be a trait that I want to say all, oh, maybe some. Some, I get that that could be up for debate. Maybe, maybe maybe all, maybe some. It's like, I mean, uh, no, I was gonna say something like eye floaters or something. Not everybody has that. That Not might something. be true. I actually, I actually wouldn't know. Never really thought about do you, that. Do you have those? I I get those every once in a while. Okay. So um, similar. Something yeah. Similar? If anybody's never experienced an eye floater, please let us know, <laughs> <laughs> so we can. See if we can prove Javon's theory correct. Um, but the ability to see, I guess it would make sense sense that you say most because you would like to think that the ability to see is something that is 
a priori within all humans, but of course, if somebody's born blind, then mm. it wouldn't be. Um, so that would be one example where it... Hmm. So all is a bit of a stretch because all you really need is one example to disprove mm -hmm. the all statement. All right, so just to reiterate, the second question was, what things might we know a priori? Yeah, a priori is knowledge independent of the uh, knowledge gained independent of the outside world. Okay, so, so knowledge gained independent. Yeah, so it's knowledge that you don't. It wouldn't be gained through experience or anything. It would just be. But that would be independent. Your experiences. No, no, your it's it, it no, because your experiences would be your experience of the outside world. So it has to be without the So what? Explain that. What's not the outside world in your own home? No, that's still the. It has no. It's outside of your of your mind. Outside of your mind. So not 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 just your home. So what do I know? Not outside of my mind. Yeah, like what do you know? If you're if you were to be a let's say just a brain. You're just mm -hmm. a brain. Okay. You, I am just a brain, technically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's really all you body. are. But imagine that you you didn't have the you didn't have a body. You didn't have, have a body. You don't have a body. You don't have eyes. You don't have ears. You don't have a, a tongue. You don't have any of these things to be able to sense with, and therefore you can't actually experience anything outside of just your mind. Is there still something that you would know? Without eyes, ears, mouth, sense, yeah, touch, yeah, no nerves. You, I don't think you could know anything. Okay. Um, I mean, it's more of like a, a USB hard drive. Think about it like that. It might have data on it, but mm -hmm. is something happening in that USB? Um, well, a USB hard drive. I mean, it's a little different than a brain. Yeah, because it's not really it 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 but thinks. If you think of it similarly, could you understand that? Yeah, I mean, it does it does think in a way, but of course, it has to be commanded to think. Mm -hmm. um, but the brain but, is the commander. Is hmm. it right? The brain is the, the one. brain commands itself. Yes, right. What else would command the brain? That's a good question. What gives the brain is energy to think i mean that goes that goes into like yeah. how how does life start and stuff mm -hmm. like that uh we'll save that for another day but the other the thing the thing that's similar that i can see the um connection between the two is that mm -hmm. uh, a hard drive can't a usb hard drive can't have anything on it unless you put something on it just like a just like the brain like uh, you could you could imagine the brain to be a usb hard drive yeah. in the, in the sense that okay you you don't it, nothing no thoughts or memories or anything that you could use to think are in the brain until um sense sensory input is stored into the brain as a memory would a memory be a priori? No, ever all mem all memories. What is what is a priori? Do you know some things that are? Um, see that that's that's a tricky question because this is something that's been um in debated by philosophers for a while. Mm -hmm. Of course, you you stated a few minutes ago that you believe that 
all knowledge would have to come from the outside world. Which exactly. which means that you would argue that there is no a priori knowledge. I, like I, I see it as like a USB. If you're born and you don't include outside world knowledge, then what do you have on the brain? What it's like uh it's like you're born with a USB inside your head. What's stored on that USB when you're born? Um well you brought I think you brought up the ability to sense, right? That could be something. That would I be mean, a priori? That yeah, I think your your mind, I mean it is it's, it's instinctual okay. to be able to so sense, instinct. but your mind would still have to be able to realize how to do that. Now, I mean it could be the the uh, exposure to the outside world that because yeah, you usually see it you're gonna see yeah. someone eating you're drinking walking driving etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah it could be the exposure to the outside world that pre- presenting itself that makes your brain learn how to sense that could be an argument but I I like to believe that you would have to leave the womb or even you're probably sensing things in the womb actually yeah you probably has that been proven um yeah yeah i think i mean i don't really know exactly how fetuses developed in detail i'm not really a heartbeat right that's what it would yeah it prove. Uh, yeah well i mean really sensory you would have to have nerves and i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure nerves are developed probably in the middle of a pregnancy i would assume you can look this up i'm not a doctor at all i'm pulling this out of my ass i can look it up i guess um when do nerves develop in a fetus and that would be a priori knowledge. Um, the the ability to sense things with the nerves. Okay. Um. So. Well, touch is definitely that. That would be knowledge. Touch is knowledge. Yeah. Um. The the ability to recognize feel. Okay. Because if you didn't have the nerves, you you I mean. Well, you mean recognize it. So like, if I touch something hot. I know that it's hot or am I just feeling pain, but I don't know what pain is. That's a good example. Yeah. If you didn't know. So is it really a priori? Cause you don't, if you don't know what pain is, you won't call it pain. It'll just be sense. You sense something there. That's okay. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, you probably wouldn't know what pain was, but your mind would be able to, it would know the, it would know it would know how to be able to sense yes a feeling you will feel but and you then won't know what it is. you won't know exactly what you're feeling just like you wouldn't know what you were seeing like you might you would have the ability to see mm-hmm. that's something that I believe would be a priori but you wouldn't know any sight until you practiced that that knowledge would you agree that basic senses are the only a priori knowledge we have um I I like to believe that that is the case, but of course other philosophers have thought differently. Like what? Um, some philosophers believe that um, math is a priori. Really? Yeah. Not really the the fact that you understand like math in terms of numbers, because obviously mm. numbers themselves... More like gathering. It's like if you have a certain amount of something you... Yeah, it's just kind of like... 
it's just intuitive being I'm able to add slightly. things together being mm, able add things together maybe yeah well it's okay so you have you have um i think it's more instinctual it's like not instinctual but more uh i seen you ever seen that that study with uh i think it was uh it was with monkeys where they were giving a monkey something bad or were more desirable and the other monkey got something that was less desirable and it understood that i could that's kind of how i see it okay um, so he was able to recognize um value yes it, i think it might be more like that with with the math like it's not you it, don't really understand math but you understand the concept of the value that math is trying to represent yes like if i had two of something and somebody else had one or like i have two apples you have one apple you can eventually understand like oh i get more from having two apples than versus one i think i guess you could say that math is a pry yeah i don't it's been so long we're not we're obviously not cavemen so (laughs) i don't yeah so it's it's a little hard to really be a a judge on this and and like everything else we talk about it is up up for debate Mm -hmm. um uh, to answer the question from before, according to Google, which is pulling its information from NCBI, uh, what is this? U.S. National Library of Medicine. Um, the, oh, let me go back. Uh, it says, okay, free nerve endings, the alarm buttons, quote unquote begin to develop at about seven weeks gestation projections from the spinal cord the major quote-unquote cable to the brain can reach the thalamus which is the lower alarm at seven weeks gestation um so yeah about seven weeks in is when the fetus would first be able to have feel feel yes seven weeks into a pregnancy According to Google and the website they got, their I think a big from. Uh, a big thing would be uh, the question like, uh, "What do you remember before or during birth, or like after birth, or when you were born?" Kind of like you you can't remember being in the womb. No, you can't. You can't. But that's yeah, that's 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 interesting. It's weird because you don't necessarily have memories of it. But your brain was still able to process everything. like The ability to. Yeah, but like, okay, so you knew how to walk probably somewhere age, well, like 18 to 30 months, somewhere in there. Like somewhere between a year and a half and two and a half, right? Does it sound like... I slightly agree. You probably, it's probably around where babies learn how to walk. Um... But you don't remember taking your first step, most of you, I would assume. Um, I mean, that's something that I'm also pulling out of my ass. That's just something that yeah. I, that's something that I believe that I know that most people have not walked. They do. They didn't take. They took their first step between those two ages, and most likely don't remember it. But that doesn't necessarily mean you didn't know how to, even if you weren't able to to store the memory long enough to remember it now maybe the memory was only in there for like five seconds maybe actually i, I learned this in a psychology course mm-hmm. um is um that in psychology they say that whenever you re- remember something 
you are actually just remembering the last time you remembered it. You're not... I, I think I've seen something about that where... Not exactly that, but it's like uh, when you rem- when you remember something, uh, a signal in your brain is like uh, the same as when it happened or something like that. I don't know. I- yeah, that that sounds like it would it goes along the same lines. Yes. Um, I wanted to add a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it, that sounds uh, familiar. I feel as if I've heard something about that. That it, yeah, it's probably just like. It, like almost like a trigger like it yeah like you're not really remembering it it's more like your brain is it's not it's like it's making you relive it but not physically more mentally okay i mean that could make sense if there are any like, psychologists out there that want to explain this in greater detail or say that we're completely wrong uh, this, <laughs> i just seen these... something like that where it does it's like a a shock in your brain no that i mean to me that sounds that sounds uh that sounds right. That sounds I could be going like, off a little bit. But it's, it's something along those lines. I mean, like if there if there is some sort of like what is it like a signal? Like yeah. a, like a like a signal. Well, I'm probably among that's like the your... exact same as when that moment happened. So I when... wonder. I wonder if if the signal goes off while you're while you're kind of doing something absentmindedly. I wonder if that might be just what deja vu that's is. That's why you remember it. I have yeah. deja vu a couple times. Uh, yeah it is it is such a weird feeling and then you feel like you're in a obviously most people know what deja vu is is that feeling where you feel where some you experience something and you're like oh i feel as if i've experienced this exact moment before like almost down to your Mm, stance slightly i i get i get it kind of like i'll sit down on the couch i'll turn on the tv and it like i'll say go on youtube or something and it's like and I'll slightly be like, I'll get into like the groove, a little uh, wave down my body. Like I've experienced this. Yeah. But uh, as what? it progresses, it's kind of like, oh, this might be a little different, but I've experienced like the beginning of this. I mean, I'm sure we've all had plenty of times where like we sat down and turned on the TV to watch YouTube videos. Could yes. be your... Rem- but it's more of like, I remember uh, what I was looking at. It, it's not specific to just that experience, but it's it's along those lines. But where it's like, there oh. there are other there are other factors that come into play that make it seem as if it wasn't. It's not just you sitting down to watch YouTube videos. There's more to it. There's like maybe the lighting in the room, it's, or maybe yeah, it's like big on lighting. It's 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 mostly it's mostly visual. Obviously, visual. They, yeah, maybe can't have deja vu without maybe seeing. somebody was maybe there's somebody in the room that was doing the exact same thing that you that yes. they were doing in your memory. That that's the thing. I would have it with like, uh, like my brother. I'd have, be having a conversation with my brother, and it would be like, I've already experienced this, and it's like, um, it'd be like the same thing. The same thing we're arguing about. I'd like turn on the TV, see something, talk about it. He'd say something, and it's like, I've already been through this before. Right. And yeah. It's so weird. But it's 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 really weird how our minds can like trip us up like that. Mm. How like. Like I like with the idea of deja vu, because I I would say, I mean nobody really knows where that comes from, so there's definitely a possibility that what you're remembering never happened before, or sometimes maybe it happened in a dream, but you don't know. Like memories can be so vague. Like you're dreaming. It could be. It's more like dreaming. It could just be uh, similar experiences, and then it just happens again. I don't have any crazy deja vu like. I yeah. don't know. I don't know a lot of the experiences people have gone through that. I just have like 
minimum, you know, like four seconds that I've ex- I feel like I've experienced before. Yeah, I'd say I, I experienced about a, a similar. It's not like minutes or straight days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> where you're just sitting there, like just like staring a... off into space, like all day. Like, where have I seen that before? This definitely happened. Just like going crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm getting to it. <clears throat> um. But yeah, it's stuff like stuff like that, like the deja vu, the remembering memories. I mean, there's the like if you're really only remembering the last memory that you had of that particular experience. Let me re word that. Like, okay, so like I said, um, experience happens. You're only remembering the last time you you remember that experience. But if you're only remembering the last memory, and then like each time you remember something, it might become a little different. It's almost like a mind game of telephone, in a way. If if you can grasp yeah, your mind can, around that, that concept. Yeah. But in obviously not only our memories, our senses can can trip us up all the time. So another another question that epistemology likes to ask is: Is there anything we could know for sure, knowing that about all of the trips ups that our sense our senses can do, our mind can do? Know for sure. Yeah, is there anything we can know for sure? Is there anything? Okay, so uh, I don't know. Let's let's come up with an example of, of something. I mean, we would believe that we know that, say, a light's on, or that we could feel something we touch. But how do you prove that? Yeah. Um, how do we know? It's more about proof, in my opinion. Yeah, it has to be about proof. But how? Even proving something can yeah, be. How do you prove knowing something? Yeah, how do we prove that the light's on? Yeah, I mean, all, all we Usually, can say is... It's uh, like, I mean... I, I believe it, you believe it, so it must be true, right? Yeah. Usually, it's wrong. It, it seems lines. to be like, it, it, as long as everybody has like a general... Uh, what is it? Like, an agreement that... Yeah, it's more like a mutual agreement. Yeah, but it's weird though, because there are, I'm sure there have been countless times where um, the majority mm. of people have been wrong about it or uh, something. The Mandela effect. The Mandela, well, that's that, that's another one of those conspiracy theories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of course, like, we don't know for sure if that's that's the case. But, um, but stuff, like, do you want to, do you want to go into detail? In, I, I know it is, but you yeah. might be able to explain I mean, it a little better. Isn't it just, like, a uh, majority of people believe something and then it's, like, uh, it wasn't actually true or it was slightly different from what they believed? Yeah. And I think that the where, where the conspiracy theory comes in is a lot of people believe that the government has created some sort of time travel and went yeah, back in time to time to to uh, alter these memories that the general public seems to have had um something like um a lot of people who used to watch who watched Star Wars when it came out in mm-hmm. in the cinema episode 5 believe that uh the line that Darth Vader says to Luke is Luke I'm your father but the correct line is no, I am your father. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who swear by their grave or whatever that the line was Luke. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn no. he said Luke. At least Luke. I could have sworn he said that. Luke, I am your father. Did he say Luke? Did he say Luke at all? No, he doesn't. What oh. what what happens is in the in the movie, if I'm remembering this correctly, Luke Skywalker says you No, know, what how does how does the line of dialogue go? Darth Vader says um 
Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. And then Luke says, you told me enough. You told me you killed him. Mm. And then Darth Vader says, no, I am your father. He never says Luke. No. And, but, I mean... Um, I remember seeing the line as Luke, I am your father, but I didn't see the movies like early in my childhood. It was a little later in my childhood. Mm. So the first time I saw the movie, he said no. But I remember seeing the quote listed places as Luke. Okay. Um, so maybe, maybe there was some sort of change, but, but, um, the writers, George Lucas, maybe, I know he directed it. Uh, I'm not. Not too... Yeah, neither am I. No, no, but too, too, whoever... The, the writers of Star Wars uh, claim that it was always no. Mm-hmm. And um, it could just I mean, it's be... in the film. If you watch the film, that's what it was. That's what it is. Yeah. That, that's your proof. Yeah, that that should... That hopefully should be proof enough. Um, but yeah, that yeah, that's one example of the Mandela effect um, in terms of the conspiracy. But yeah, it's... Um, but the Mandela effect is one example of the crowd of a crowd of people being wrong. Exactly. Um, there so are how others. How do you prove knowing something? Um, is yeah. there any philosophers that have a way? Um, I mean, they a lot of pro- philosophers um, like to prove things with logical proofs. Okay. Philosophers they'll take clauses that they know for sure, and then they use certain logical. A premise. A premise is generally the thing that they know for sure. And they take okay. logical um, rules. Rules that are just kind of like common sense. The most basic one is um, if you... It, it's it's the it's the idea that if, if you know that... Okay, so if you know that if P then Q is true... So that's a, kind of a jumbled sentence. So you're given if P then Q... Um, P and Q are variables, so I can put this into an, an actual, another, a real world example. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, what's something, what's something that follows those lines? Like, if, I, w- I was going to say like, if water, then cup, but I don't, if, I don't want to, <laughs> oh, uh, here's, here's an idea. If you live in Connecticut, then you live in the United States. Mm, pretty yeah. simple that's yeah yeah uh so that's one. that's that's something that we can we that's something that we can assume is true because i don't think there's anybody that would that would um argue that point because Maybe. i mean there might be another connecticut somewhere around the world possible. the state yeah we'll we'll specify that this is the state of connecticut i assuming yeah assuming that there are no, are no other states called connecticut anywhere else in any other countries but um, so if you have that as a premise, then I can say I live in Connecticut. So therefore we can deduce that I live in the United States. Is that the only way to prove knowledge though? Um, that's n- not necessarily. Be- well, than- the, the issue is, is that where do the premises come from? Mm-hmm. There has to be an initial premise. Where did that come from? Um, so this goes, this goes into the idea of really, can we know anything? Can we know anything if everything needs to be in if in order for anything to be proved you have to have an initial premise? I mean, it's more you learn it before you know it and then after we we learn it and now we know it we usually teach it. So then the majority knows it. Right. That's usually how it works. Yeah. Um and like in in 
like we said before, the, the majority can always be wrong. Yeah, and that's, in, that's in the things. problem with that. Something like um, the world, uh, the majority of the world, world right now is, are Christians. Um, I personally don't follow the Christian religion. I don't have anything against people that do, mm-hmm. but um, we can at least say that most people believe that God exists. And I actually do believe that God exists, but we can get to that on a, on a, on a later day. Um, but if I were wrong, the majority of the people would also be wrong. I would be with the majority of the people in being wrong. Um, and if that were the case, that would be an example of the populace being wrong on on an issue. And this happens, this happens, um, a bunch of times where you have a, like an, like a culture um, develops this, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, a, a, uh, a tradition. Yeah. Just kind of like something that you just do. Like, for example, like an example of that would just be like, we eat chicken's eggs. That's, that's, that's the kinds of eggs that we eat for some reason. It is kind of weird when you think about it, but we do, we do do that. And there are other cultures that do things that we might see as weird. Um, but there, there could be, and exi- I mean, I, I can't think of an example at the top of my head, but like if you could just imagine a culture doing something that, or thinking something that was actually just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we could come up with an I- of something along that idea. I don't, I want to say Germany, but is that Germany. culture? Okay, a Germany, okay, Germany, yeah, that would be a culture, culture? Nazi culture. Is that what you were getting, yeah, to, getting so at? Yeah, I was going to get a little this, into that. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but Hitler always comes up in philosophy debates. It's, it's He's always like the go-to. Yeah, it's it, something it is. We, he, we learned in schools. Yeah, something he is pretty. He is pretty easy way. to talk talk about. Um, but um, yeah, Hitler, he um, he got the Germans to believe that Germans were the superior race, that Jews were bad, that like all of these things, um, and they believed that 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 was right. Um, and of course, now we we all believe that that was wrong. But then, but of course, there's the idea that um, let's say Hitler had won World War II, then maybe Germans would have taken over the world, and everybody would have believed mm-hmm. that Jews are bad. Jews get exterminated, and then we all just live on thinking that, believing that Jews were were bad. They were bad. Yeah. Um. That doesn't necessarily make it right, but that would be the general. Uh, agreement of the populace. Yeah. Of course, this isn't the best example because that isn't what happened. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I can't really think of an example off the top of my head where um, where the populace did believe something that was wrong. Unless unless you... Um, Other than the Mandela effect, that's why I got into that. Yeah, the Mandela effect, yeah. So that's really the best thing that I guess we can come up with for now. And a lot of the other, a lot of the other issues would just really fall back on morality. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is another, which, yeah, we'll have to cover morality in a later, I mean, morality is such a broad topic. There are so many different aspects of ethics. Um, so we'll get into each individual action and whether or not it's right or wrong. And at some point in history, I'm sure a culture has thought that a certain, like, moral was right. While us today might believe that it is completely wrong. Um, 
capital punishment is something that's been practiced in many cultures probably probably most of them although i did not did not do my historical research before mm -hmm. asserting that but it is something that most of connect of the united states does not agree with um so that's an example of using morality i mean it's really difficult to come up with um an answer to is there something that everybody knows of course the latins um had the famous saying cogito ergo sum that i think therefore i am mm -hmm. so they believe that because we think that means that we know that we exist so that is something that we know okay and beyond that we could uh, we could use that as an initial premise and try to get other facts, other truths, knowings based off of that premise. Of course, I mean, that's also a little difficult because in order to use logical proofs, then that would mean that logic would have to be a priori. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean... It's just so hard to prove. I mean, sight. Sight is the only thing we can... Maybe not color is not something that we know for sure. Color is a weird one, actually. It's more like when we see a tree, we know that we're seeing that tree usually because we can touch it, we can see it. If you can see it and touch it, it's usually true. Now, the, the philosopher, I believe it was Berkeley... Mm -hmm was actually a philosopher who claimed that color was a priori. And the reason for that was because you cannot create even you there's arguments that you can't know a color until you see it. Mm -hmm. But also the world cannot create color. That solely comes from inside the mind. Mm. So the walls of my room are purple, mm -hmm. but they would not be purple if humans weren't around to visualize what purple is. Yeah. It's more about what we're told. We're told that it's purple, but maybe we could have called it orange and this room would be orange. That's yeah. I mean, that has to go into language and what, yeah. what we label things as, but regardless, we're probably both seeing the same color, Maybe. most likely. Of course, completely. It could be perceived another... differently, but is it? It is the same. Yeah, I mean that's that's up to for debate. Does every human see the same color? That's why I, I don't agree with color too much. It's but... more of like we see a wall. We both see a wall. We both see a wall, and we see a color projected on the wall. But that, but the wall is. I don't think color more like a shade. Yeah, a shade of a color. The wall isn't necessarily that color. It's is what I think Berkeley was getting at. Um, the wall, it's really just it. It's a reflection. What you're seeing as color is a reflection of light yeah. and waves. Um, but of course, I mean, if you look up, the light's not purple. No. Um, the the purpleness is what our mind is able to create based off of the wavelength of the light bouncing off of the wall. Mm -hmm. So... But you can also create color through, like, paints. 
Yeah, okay. but it, but once again, it's the same concept. It's just a, it? it's just it's just wavelength. It's the way the light bounces off. Yeah, light? because if the all if all the lights were turned off, then you couldn't see it anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, so purple is it's created within your mind. Mm-hmm. But even though you cannot, you couldn't think of what purple was unless you saw it. Berkeley would argue that purple is a priori, meaning it's stored in your mind somewhere until you're able to see it for the first time. Until you're able to see it or know it? Both. Okay. I think seeing it would cause you to know it, to experience what purple was. Okay. But it's it's like uh, blind people. People ask them like all the time, like, oh, do you you see color? Which is kind of a strange thing to ask them, but... They don't even know what color is. You can explain to them as much as you want, but they don't... Yeah, you can't really explain to somebody what purple is. Yeah. You just have to experience it yourself. And even though, let's say Berkeley is right, if if it is a priori, they, the, con- the argument would be the concept of purple might be hidden somewhere in their brain, but they cannot access it mm. until they've experienced it. The last question that we have on our agenda is it has to do with social media and how a lot of people on social media like to post things generally opinion-based things and post them as if they are fact but what about knowing it right exactly related to um yeah it's um it goes along the concept of can we ever know anything is it unsafe for rational human thought for people to be doing stuff like that? And, um, yeah, is it unsafe for rational human thought for people to be doing, for people to be posting stuff like that? Like posting things that they say, well, this is correct because I believe in it. So basically, is it right for a majority of people? Is it more of like human humans or just like, say, like maybe half a country? or a full country believes that this is correct or more that that could be another an, another branch of the question and we're going to get, get into that next time actually next next time we have our podcast we'll go into the uh, social aspect how how epistemology and knowing things the way we were talking about it relates to social issues okay um thank you for joining us Uh, And we will see you probably later this week.